Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. That is right. I am back. Uh, Of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good? Oh, what's good? Uh, good to have you back. Uh, yeah, week nine is you know almost over. We got this Monday night game coming, uh, but yeah, in general, it's over. Um, decent week again. Letting Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's continuing. Just keep going on, man. This game is gonna get a shout out every time if he keeps pl- playing like this. Oh man, Dalvin Cook. I mean, even I could, I was in another country and I could still hear, uh, <laughs> you, hear uh, you know, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. I, yeah, I could just, I could still hear the sizzle from all the way from, uh, from Mexico, man. So, Crazy. uh, yeah, man, Dalvin Cook was killing. Uh, I tried to get as, in, I tried to get as much football as I could, but obviously celebrating the wife's birthday, um, I would, she would have had my head for that. So, uh, but I, you know what, I was able to get back research all this stuff, figure out what went down, and uh, I'm ready to recap week nine. So, Greg, uh, the number one quarterback on the week, man, uh, Kyler Murray, 37.92 fantasy points, 21 to 26, 283 passing yards, three touchdowns, lost the fumble, but then 106 rushing yards, Greg, and one rushing touchdown. Uh, We had a little duel here between, uh, you know, two Heisman uh, Trophy candidates uh, back in 2018, uh, but Greg, what do you make of this uh, this performance here by Kyler Murray, man? Yeah, yeah, this was awesome. Uh, Kyler Murray is like a blur out there. He's so fast, just oh, continuing to bro, make plays. Bro, I'm happen. glad you said that. Yeah, he really looks like a blur. That was out literally. There. That was literally. <laughs> I saw. I think I saw one snippet of football before I got on the plane, or uh-huh. while I was on the plane, and it was Kyler Murray. And literally, the first word that said that I crossed my mind was that he's a blur. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, he takes off so so quickly. You don't even know what's gonna happen. And the defense, by the time we react, he's already got five or six yards, and he's out the he's out the pocket so quick. Like I felt like if they measured that stat, he'd probably be the fastest out with Lamar. Uh, he's on pace to do what Lamar is doing last year with rushing. So, uh, and that's that's a historic year. Um, and so yeah, um, just continue to start him up. He is the QB one in fantasy right now, actually overall. So uh, he's doing what he's got to do. Yeah, man. I mean, this is kind of what we expected from Kyler Murray, uh, especially in year two. Uh, he was your, your your breakout quarterback last year, Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually, still went pretty high in terms of in terms of his ADP uh, last year. Um, you know, for being a rookie quarterback, but you know, uh, this year his his ADP crept up a little bit more, and I, now we're starting to see, uh, you know, starting to see why this is like you said. Uh, he's the QB one on the year. He's got back to back performances. Uh, basically, being being a, a top two or top three guy on the week. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is this is what fantasy this is what fantasy managers 
were expecting when when they spent the draft capital to get a guy like Kyler Murray. Uh, like you said, I mean he's he's on pace right now for uh, just just over 1,100 yards or uh, just about 1,100 yards. So um, hopefully he can get to that 12. I think it was 1206 or 1209 from Lamar last year. From Lamar last year, so mm-hmm. that that'd be that'd be great to see. Yeah. Um, you know, the QB two on the week, Greg. That would be your start of the week, man. Josh Allen. Let's go. Uh, coming in. 36 fantasy points, 31 of 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, 14 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. You know what? If you're coming, if you're slumping, man, you, you got a few bad games in a row, uh, nothing really cures that, man, like the Seattle defense. <laughs> Facts. Oh, Facts. What'd you. What did you make of this performance here by Josh by Josh Allen, man? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I was ready to give him this QB one title until Kalamar stole the day, but this was he was actually one of the best games of his career. I think uh, just hitting everyone he needed to. I mean, granted, uh, there was just a bunch of zone defense, and Diggs was literally like carving his defense. All the receivers were getting yak too. Um, yeah, this defense is not good at all. But he did what he had to do, man. Four hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns. It was all Josh Allen. Yeah, man, definitely, man, and and, and no shade, but uh, Jamal Adams on Stephon Diggs—that's a mismatch. <laughs> Something yeah. you really want yeah. there. <laughs> um, but Josh Allen, man, balling. This is kind of what we expected from him, and this is why I put him on the Jag list. You know, the last few weeks, because you know we don't expect QB fourteen, QB fifteen from Josh Allen anymore. Right. We expect a, a top seven, top eight performance, and. Uh, it was good to see it, see him bounce back this week. And would you believe next week we get Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen? Oh, man, and what's, what's got to be one of the uh, greatest fantasy um, quarterback <laughs> matchups that we've got this year so far. So uh, excited to break that one down. Uh, but the QB three on the week, man, no stranger to being in the oh, top yeah. three, being Patty. discussed here. That's your boy, man, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Greg, he, you, you know, you, you. Um, you you admitted to the people, you confessed to the people on the <laughs> podcast that you are a Chiefs fan. Uh, so that's never going away. We're actually, we've cut that that piece of audio, uh, ready to use it in the future, um, specifically when the Chiefs play the Giants. But anyway, Patrick Mahomes, uh, 30.88 fantasy points, uh, 30 of 45, 372 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, in this game, Patrick Mahomes becomes the fastest quarterback to throw for uh, 100 touchdowns in his career. He did that in 40 career games. Greg, uh, what do you make of this performance by Patrick Mahomes, man? Oh, man, this is uh, he's doing pretty well. Every week finishing kind of in the, that top five area, getting those those you know 2018 numbers kind of. So this is good from him uh, with the bounce back year from the injury last year and everything he's playing through. Uh, yeah, Carolina kept pace. So, you know, Kansas City had to just keep rolling and throwing it deep and Tyre, getting Tyreek Hill involved, Demarcus Robinson, and uh, Travis Kelsey, man. They, he was, they were killing with those three guys. Three guys. Yeah, man, uh, Patrick Mahomes, he is he is the best, man. The best yep. that we've seen uh, for in a very long time, man. Probably the best ever. Uh, and it's crazy to say that, but you, how could you not when you watch this guy play football on Sundays? Um, you know, just the thought 
I know I've expressed this to you before, Greg. I mean, the Chiefs are the only team in the NFL with a top three play caller and a top three quarterback. I think that combination right there has got to be. Uh, there's got to be many Super Bowls in 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 the in their future. So uh, I've had I've had that thought, you know, a lot of time on the beach, Greg, and that was one of the thoughts that came to my mind. The amount of Super Bowls that Patrick Mahomes is going to win, uh, probably including this year. So yeah. have have at that have at that one, Greg. Uh, I know that that one's gonna uh, you know buoy uh, you know how <laughs> how you how you may feel about the Chiefs. Yes, sir. Chiefs obviously Seattle this Super means Bowl. I'm. I'm I'm turning I'm turning against the Baltimore Ravens here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, back to Patrick back to Patrick Mahomes. Something I find interesting may not be important at all, but the last 2 weeks Patrick Mahomes hasn't even rushed for a yard. Uh, and we know that that's something that he has in this game. He can just easily run for 50, 60 yards in a game if he needs to. Yep. Uh, so uh the, he's he's literally one of the best fantasy assets that you can have uh right now, especially when he's you know throwing touchdowns underhanded like they're really easy because it's really easy for him to do it uh the qb4 on the week man round out the top 12 that would be drew Locke, someone i did not have a ton of faith mm-hmm. in but came through uh atlanta is very forgiving to the quarterback position and so drew lock coming through uh qb5 on the week aaron Rodgers, qb6 teddy b man i teddy was not expecting this Word. crazy uh, the QB seven Ben Roethlisberger, the QB eight Deshaun Watson, the QB nine Russell Wilson, uh, the QB ten Justin Herbert, and the QB eleven Drew Brees. And then Greg, I know you, I know you saw this one coming. Uh, <laughs> the matchup was great. Uh, Jake Luton, uh, no Jake Luton, not like gluten free or anything, but Jake Luton, he uh is the QB twelve on the week. Uh, some honorable mentions I will throw out. I know you, you, you mentioned him. Uh, as somebody, Nick Foles, man, this matchup was really good with Tennessee, and they throw the ball like seventy five percent of the time, and he came through for you if yep. you were able to, to, if you had the guts to stream him. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa uh, coming through in the shootout with Kyler Murray, uh, putting up a respectable fantasy performance, and uh, and then we get Kirk Cousins, man, my stream of the week came through uh, with a solid a solid day, man. Uh, Greg, what are these positive performances? These stub performances stuck out. To- uh yeah, definitely Drew Locke. You know, he was definitely mentioned that that waiver pod to with the match with Atlanta. And I even started him over Teddy Two Glove in my, you know, two quarterback league. And if, if it ended up working out, uh hopefully Camp could get it done. <laughs> um so yeah, it was it was a it was a good play for him. Uh and also shout out to Alex Smith basically in like three hundred yards in like three quarters. So Alex Smith might be in play. Oh yeah, man. I, I know you're probably gonna talk about him on that that waiver portion of the pod. Uh but you know, some people might be panicking because some guys didn't come through. Uh, one, one namely, uh, Thomas Edward Brady. Uh, you know, uh, Sunday Night Football. Greg, the would you Bay believe Buccaneers, this? The entire Tampa Bay. Yes, Buccaneers. TB. The the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, team did not show up on Sunday. Um, or at least the offense didn't, from a fantasy perspective. Um, but Greg, would you believe that? The only game that I got to watch on Sunday was the Bucks and the Saints. Oh man, I mean, you should have every week like that. Watch Tom Brady struggle. Here's here here I was thinking, man. I mean, I mean, normally, you, yeah, you're right. Getting to watch Tom Brady struggle, but I didn't even watch it because normally, you know, I'm st- I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I get to watch the Bucks and the and the and the Saints. This is a pretty good game. Probably one of the best matchups of the week, mm-hmm. and I get to watch this game. Like this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I. <laughs> Get in the car, Bianca and I are driving, and then we're you know we turn on the radio, and next thing I know, this thing is twenty one nothing. Twenty. It got and I get home, nothing. 
Oh, it got to tw- no. I, yeah, I watched it get to twenty eight, and uh, so then you know we just continued to watch uh, Haunting of Blind Manor. Ooh, which great I show! Highly by recommend way. it. Yes, sir. Great show. <laughs> uh, actually, need to finish this after we finish recording this pod. Was oh, on the man. last seventeen minutes, so uh, gonna. <laughs> I don't know how you yeah. managed to do that. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> oh, leave during a show. Leave during a show. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. Uh, I I just it was one of those things. I I just had to take it up to the up to the time because uh, I just really needed to see as much as I possibly could. Um, but anyway, Tom Brady did not come through. Greg, uh, what is your take on? Are you panicking about Tom Brady? Did Antonio Brown already destroy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, where do you, where are you at, Greg? Nah, it was you know it was one of those one of those games like actually one in the lifetime game. I think he had the most three and outs that he's ever had in his career. He's done a lot of stats where he's done, he's not done in his career with pick sixes. Uh, and still ended up he still you know QB one on the year. So I'm not worried about Tom Brady in this offense. You know his first game with the uh, AB. Um, just the Saints had their number, and you know you know Marshawn Lattimore always going to have Mike Evans number. So it, that's where it starts. <laughs> Oh, and he he's gonna let Mike Evans know about it too every um, game. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, man. I mean, even at one point, the the game was going so bad for the Bucks that, and and I never I never am happy to see someone get injured. But when the punter goes out with the groin injury, I was like, well, that's at least positive for the Bucks because now they won't be tempted to punt down twenty twenty one or twenty eight nothing. You know, so right. that's how bad that this game was going yeah, for was, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So bad, man. <laughs> um, but someone else who the game went great for them. Uh, they just it just you know prob- touchdown probability just was you know in the favor of the running backs. Uh, that would be Derek Carr, man. Uh, he was somebody that I know he was your streamer of the week, Greg. He's somebody I actually started over Lamar Jackson. Uh, and that was because you know pro- I was trying to I was going for upside there. And it's and so, you know, I thought Derek Carr could get me high upside in this potential shootout, which it, it was. But you know, Derek Carr just again touchdown probability just wasn't in his favor. Uh, what'd you make of, of that game, Greg? Yeah, the running backs got their touchdowns. Um, you know, they were in they were in positive game script. They were in there was very competitive game, so opportunity was there. I mean, he only got that one deep touchdown, a couple of deep passes to Hunter Renfro. But yeah, it was it was an interesting. Uh, day where they kind of were able to run the ball with everybody not named josh jacobs <laughs> i mean josh jacobs had he a decent day, day right? You're right you're right you're right i just want to have more. i mean for the the, the <laughs> yeah i mean the running back position i mean actually honestly i wasn't expecting i mean this is a nice segue as we segue into the running back position but i wasn't expecting much from josh jacobs considering how you know the injury report leading up to the week and stuff with the knee and the, mm. and the illness and the, they elevated the Riddick from the practice squad so it was kind of bleak for josh jacobs hey but man, your for be, had a sore throat the night before you know he came through ready to go <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times the DB is going to hit him in the throat, but Josh, <laughs> but Josh Jacobs is definitely taking some hits to that knee. True, true. Uh, so, but the RB1 of the week, uh, hit him if you can catch him, I guess, man. Dalvin Cook, 38.12 fantasy points and a half PPR scoring, 22 carries for 206 yards, two touchdowns. Also, you know, seems to be the, 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 uh, the trend for him, two receptions this week, just like last week, 46 yards, no touchdown, though. Uh, Greg, uh, are you going to continue thinking that people are underrating Dalvin Cook, or is Dalvin Cook finally going to get the respect that you that you feel he deserves? I, I think he will get the respect. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings aren't 
I mean, they're winning some games, but, you know, they're not very as good as people thought they were. Uh, but as far as a player and as a running back uh, in this year, I think he's got to be, you know, in, in those arguments. And I think people will continue to put them in. I know I'm going to continue every week to put them in my fan duel lineup. So uh, that's that's money for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, not if I get the number one pick because I will be doing that from now on. So um, the RB2 on the week, man. No, no stranger here. First game back in action, and he, he he does not disappoint. That is Christian McCaffrey, man. Thirty-two point one fantasy points, uh, eighteen carries, sixty-nine yards, one rushing touchdown. Also in Christian McCaffrey fashion, got you ten receptions for eighty-two yards and a touchdown. Uh, Greg, what do we make of the of CMC, man? Hey, man, they it didn't disappoint exactly how we thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, you know, if we if we thought it was going to doubt, had any doubt that, that McCaffrey was going to be used, it was it was exactly the opposite. First play, it was a throw to him, one of those screens, I mean, you know, outside in the flat. And then on the touchdown drive, it was right to him again. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves, you know, was able to get it to him early and often. Um, yeah, it made Mike Davis suffer, but Curtis Samuel was still involved. But now that Chris McCaffrey's ribs are hurt, then it might get back to the old days of Mike Davis. Oh yeah, actually, it's a shoulder injury for Christian McCaffrey. Shoulder, shoulder, okay. Um, but yeah, no, came through. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, man. I mean, you can say what you want, but when Saquon Barkley got injured, you know, he basically, you know, he he didn't have a a, a really useful fantasy day. Uh, you know, when when some of these guys get banged up, like they're not, you know, like Justin Jackson gets you a zero, which obviously we're going to talk about in a little bit, but uh. CMC is giving you full games, yeah. <laughs> and then he's getting hurt. That's, I mean, the two times, <laughs> right? I mean, at least I'll take that. I mean, hey, man, you're here. I mean, you're in my lineup. You're going to give me a top three uh, running back performance, and then I won't have you for the next foresee- for the foreseeable future. Like, I can deal with that. Right, you gave me at least a chance to win in that week. <laughs> right, you bought you bought me a win, which is worth a, which is worth a lot. So, yep. um, but the, the RB three on the week. Uh, did not suffer from the quarterback change. That is James Robinson, fifteen point nine fantasy points in half PPR scoring, twenty five carries, ninety nine yards, and a and a touchdown. Um, did not uh, record a reception in this game. Uh, Greg, what did you make of James Robinson's performance in this uh, close loss, two point loss to the Tennessee Titans or to the Houston Texans rather? Yeah, actually, Houston was leading uh, for a lot of that game, so it's even better to see that he got twenty five carries in negative game script and no receptions like he's still he's game script independent like this man doesn't need uh you know any type of uh game script to you know carry him uh I, you know i said dalvin cook and james robertson were gonna finish, both finish top five i should have just chose one of them instead of going with justin jackson i didn't want to make it too easy for the people but yeah the, the james robinson is absolutely killing man yeah man uh james robinson you know He's, I mean, 25 carries, 99 yards. That's what you want, that volume, which, you know, as we look across the, the running back landscape, there are not a lot of guys getting that right now. Nope. Um, and there's not a lot of guys. I mean, there are some guys getting volume, like the Todd Gurley's of the world that get some volume, uh, but they're not that as efficient with it. Uh, James Robinson, I mean, granted, the matchup was great going up against Houston, but uh, to get you the 99 and the touchdown on 25 attempts, that's what you really want. I mean, sign me yeah. up for somebody getting 25 attempts. I'm looking now, and there's only, I think, four people that got this week, four running backs that got over 20 carries. Yeah, Crazy. definitely. Yeah. Um, the Rounding out the top 12 running backs on the week, K. 
Kalen Balaj, oh, wow, the RB4, Jarek <laughs> McKinnon, the RB5, uh, Wayne Gallman, the RB6, Alvin Kamara, the RB7, Josh Jacobs, the RB8, Duke Johnson, the RB9, uh, Devontae Booker, the RB, the RB10, uh, and then J.D. McKissick, the RB11, and for some reason I did not write down uh, the RB12, so bear with oh, me. Oh, Grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Todd Gurley, the RB12. Wow, I was going to put him down as an honorable mention. Uh, and with that, I mean, he was my honorable, my only honorable mention. And with that, again, I I, pre- I continue to say what I was saying. <laughs> Keeps. I would trade Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, maybe you try to trade him and Clyde Edwards-Alaire to try to get like a Miles Sanders or maybe an Aaron Jones or something. Or, you know, just... Just I would try very hard to sell Todd Gurley because the fact that he keeps getting these touchdowns, again, look at these stat lines. It's like 19, I think it was 20 carries for 50 yards or something like that, and the touchdown in this game, uh, or I just know it was 50 rushing yards and the touchdown. He, he got a decent, he got double-digit carries, but yep. again, these are not, you, he does not get that touchdown. He kills your day. Yeah. And so, um, Greg, what do you make of some of these running back performances, man? Um, as far as, you know, good performances, Zach Moss, man, I'm, I'm loving it. Continuing to get that goal line work. So he got a touchdown, uh, you know, that's probably, you know, the value, the only slight edge that he has over Devin Singletary, which is uh, pretty good in this uh, Bills offense. That's going to be in the red zone a lot. Uh, and Wayne Gallman, you know, this Giants rush attack is first of all, has been doing well. And Wayne Gallman has been uh, pretty much a part of that. Yeah, man. Wayne Gallman back to back weeks. I three think here, yeah, if three. not a, three weeks in the top 12. Three weeks with a touchdown in a row. Oh, three weeks in the touchdown, but three weeks with at least an RB2 performance. Um, you know, this mm-hmm. week, an RB6 performance. Uh, he's been coming through. If you pick him, I mean, he's been basically free. I know there were leagues. Yeah. There was a league where I, I, I was able to pick up Wayne Gallman this week. Um, yeah. So I'm sure he's still under, uh, you way know, under 30%. Or Yeah, I'm sure he's under that. He's on the waiver wire episode, so. I mean, the slot, so he's definitely going to be talked about. Yeah, definitely going to have to talk about him. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, uh, that one, and it's crazy because that one hurts me especially because Jermichael Hasty was one of my starts of the week, um, which obviously we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, sorry to everyone who started Jermichael Hasty, <laughs> but Jarek McKinnon uh, coming through here with coming back from the dead essentially, and it, it kind of sucks because – you know, at one point, if you listen to the the the, uh, the Thursday night recap, or I think it was maybe the waiver wire show, I'm like, you know, Jarek McKinnon, you know, he could. Uh, it's Kyle Shanahan, but you know, but Jamichael Hasty, he's been the best guy. So, uh, but Jarek McKinnon, I think what he provides in the pass game, especially in a game where they were missing so many pass catchers, uh, you know, he's got that edge over a guy like like Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, so he's that, getting for all that, the early think, down work. Yeah, all the early down work, all the reception work, yeah. uh, all the rushing work. So I think because of that, we have to just go with McKinnon until I guess these other guys are healthy. It's going to be McKinnon. I I I think if you can avoid this backfield, avoid it. But that would be my advice. Uh, but obviously, there's so much value in this in this backfield. It's it's hard to say that every week. Uh, so, uh, but if I had to take my shot on a guy, it'd be McKinnon. Uh, Another thing I just find interesting, uh, Alvin Kamara. It's almost like you prefer that he be a negative game script. Uh, that's just a thought. I, I have. feel like as that's a, the case as, for all these Saints players. Yeah, they just start doing weird stuff. Taysom Hill, like when they're up, like Drew Brees doesn't really thrive when they're up. Like it's it's interesting. Yeah, they just 
want to save the game and not let them come back. Yeah, I mean, but when they get into this positive game script as well, you know, you start seeing Latavius Murray more involved mm-hmm. in the run game. I mean, you need you need Alvin Kamara to get that reception work. And, you know, if they're in a situation where they don't need to, you know, work Alvin Kamara and he's maybe they got a quick lead and he's not get he didn't get his receptions, he's just just not going to get them anymore cuz now they're just running the ball with Latavius Murray. It's yeah. just something I found I found interesting cuz uh you know I I, f- I found myself needing points from Alvin Kamara and thinking, well, they're up so he's he's not going to get yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, uh, rounding out the Jags on the week, man. Uh Jamichael Hasty, I started with him. He he was or I'll start with him. He was one of my starts of the week, and then my other start of the week, which, you know, here I am thinking James Conner will <laughs> redeem me. Uh, no, not at all. Against Dallas, that was a, that was a know, weird man. game in and of itself. The best defensive game of the year, it seemed like. <laughs> Definitely, you had uh, Big Ben leave this game with uh, knee injuries, ended up, end up returning. But uh, this Dallas rush defense was one of the worst defenses uh, rush defenses that we had seen. So this mm-hmm. should have been a smash spot for James Conner. Absolutely. Uh, Greg, is this a blip on the radar? Are you concerned about the matchup against the Dallas run defense going forward? Or are you concerned about James Conner? Or are you just throwing this whole game out? Oh, yeah. I'm throwing the, the game out for James Conner. I mean, they were able to to force Big Ben to pass the ball, which was actually good for me because I had Big Ben in some, some dynasty leagues. But... Uh, James Conner, don't worry about him. He's been a uh, you know a borderline RB one all year. That's been solid for you. First of all, he finished the game healthy again, so check that off. Uh, I'm never disappointed when James Conner finishes the game healthy. So continue to play him as a borderline RB one. Yeah, I was disappointed only because he was my start of the week. Yeah, it's a run um, first offense though, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, then also, uh, I know oh, he scored Edmonds. a touchdown. Oh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I mean. That, like 25 carries. Yeah. 25 oh. carries. Uh, <laughs> that Miami run defense was, they were not trying to give him any room. Uh, instead, of, you know, the game plan was to let Kyler, Murph run, Kyler Murray run for 100. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm willing to to throw that one away as well. They got Buffalo this week, uh, and you can run I know, it just, Buffalo, it just so. feels like the same stat lines. <laughs> Kenny Ken Drake was getting, oh, like, Kenny 20 Drake. carries. No, thir- 10, 25 like, carries, yeah, 70, 70 yards. <laughs> yeah, 80% of the opportunity, like, and nothing. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. Um, definitely, I that was the first thought I had. I looked at a stat line. I was like, that looks awfully like a Kenny Drake stat line. Yep. Um <laughs> Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I know he scored the touchdown, but you were not happy about that game. Probably, yeah. if you if you look at the box score, you looked at the snap distribution, you looked, you watched the game. There's no way you could have been happy about the game that Clyde Edwards-Alaire had. Yeah, um, yeah. Luckily, he got definitely got the touchdown. I mean, definitely better days. But lately, Patty's been, you know, saying like last week's, you know, Patty's mm-hmm. been really slinging it mm-hmm. down downfield right now. So uh, the rush rush game is uh, getting impacted from that. Yeah, I mean, I think the the most concerning thing with Clyde, uh, with as with every other running back in fantasy, apparently, uh, is that he's in a timeshare. <laughs> yep. uh, played thirty, I believe it was thirty eight or thirty three percent of the snaps, something wow. like that. That's really low. Um, yeah, it was really low. I think all of these guys, Daryl Williams included, uh, with Le'Veon Bell, 
they each, you know, were in the 30% snap range. So, um, it's a little concerning. Uh, that's why I, I, I would advise, you know, probably try to sell a Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, if you could, uh, maybe package him. So, like I said, with a Todd Gurley, uh, maybe you try to go get a Miles Sanders. Um, you know, I don't know. Try to try to get something done here because I don't think you're going to be happy uh, with with if the if this backfield split continues to stay the same. Uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, oh, also man. on this list. Uh, this one was bad only because hmm. he was having such a good a good start to the game. And then he fumbled. Um, and then he fumbled. And that was pretty much the last we saw of him uh, being the workhorse. Uh, and ironically enough, the Colts go on to lose the game after Jonathan Taylor was playing his best football of the season. So, Greg, what are you were you concerned about Jonathan Taylor? Uh, they got this matchup coming up against Tennessee, uh, who the defense as a whole is not is not great. Uh, the matchup's on Thursday night, so you're gonna have to make this decision kind of quick. Uh, what are you doing with Jonathan Taylor? I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned that he's not like you know that early that RB one that we thought he would be. I don't think he's we can see him as a RB one anymore. Uh, you know, especially with he was getting the opportunity, but now that's even down. Uh, and you know, he's got a short leash now apparently too. So uh, I think if if you see if I you know if you tell me he's you know borderline you know mid to RB two you know giving that production. I'm down to, but if he's like your your RB one in your roster right now, that's kind of concerning. Yeah, man, it's definitely concerning. I mean, I'm someone that has rostered JT in, in multiple multiple leagues. I have uh, even traded for him. I bought low for him uh, in some leagues, and so as someone who rosters him, this is def- definitely concerning. Yeah, uh, and it's hard because you know he's somebody that even recently uh, I've tried to sell uh and we had this conversation as you know you know we were talking joking a little bit off air uh but the schedule with jonathan taylor is just so good i mean he's got tennessee this week then he gets Mm -hmm. green bay he gets tennessee again uh houston vegas houston yeah uh and then championship championship week is is pittsburgh but uh that stretch of games between uh week 10 and, and week 15 those are great matchups there yeah. yeah, every single one of them. But now is he uh, Jonathan Wilkins just keeps getting more more opportunity. You know, it's messy. It's getting messier and messier every week. Oh, it's definitely getting messier. Um, you know, we 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 thought that we saw a shift after week six. Well, you know, with the ninety two percent running back rush share, then we. You know, week seven, he was on bye. Then week eight, we thought that, you know, this is a great spot for him. Apparently, he was dealing with the ankle injury. Then week nine, we're like, yo, don't start him. This isn't a good spot. I mean, play him if you have to, but not excited to do it. And, you know, comes out as having a great game. Uh, five carries and 20, 20-something yards on, and a touchdown on, on his first, uh, his first you know, uh, drive of the game. And then fumbles on his next carry and doesn't see another rush attempt so uh don't know how long he'll be in this doghouse but uh if if we can get a if we can get some semblance of him taking over down the stretch um you know he's somebody i mean the price is super low so you're not paying you wouldn't pay much to buy him but uh again you know how much 
we know what the upside would be in terms of the matchups, but is the you know I know what you're saying. There's not really a floor there. It's 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 risky business. Would you want or, you know trying JT to buy or Clyde rest of the season? That is so tough. Um, <laughs> Word. Word. It's so it's honestly so tough. Uh, I think I have to go with JT only because. Okay. I mean, for me personally, what it comes down to is just the the like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, that offense is great, but he could throw five, six touchdowns. Uh, at least I know what the Colts inherently want to do, which is run the ball. But where are you at with that one? I think I'm with you as well. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna take JT over Clyde slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just with Clyde. There's just so many variables because there there's is. the pass offense, and then there's these other two running backs that apparently are getting involved. But Wilkins and yeah, Whereas, Hines, uh, they scare me too. No, Wilkins and Hines scares me. I mean, trust me, I didn't say one situation was was definitely <laughs> better than the other. You just asked me which one I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with JT too, though. I'm gonna go with JT. Um, but then I know a backfield that. Is probably driving people crazy. Uh, Leonard Fournette, man, Ronald Jones, that Tampa Bay backfield. Uh, we saw Ronald Jones get the start here, but the the <laughs> the, the Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, I laugh. I'm laughing trying to get this stat out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had four rush attempts yesterday. That's his start. Uh, Ronald Jones too, I think. Oh, it's it's got to be. I mean, Ronald be. Jones. Uh, Ronald Jones had three. Uh, Leonard Fournette had one. Uh, Ronald Jones, like I said, got the start. Uh, but Leonard Fournette added seven receptions here. Uh, so, you know, or was it seven receptions or six receptions? Something along those lines. But you know, basically what I'm getting at is Leonard Fournette is a PPR running back in 2020. Crazy. Things I never thought I would say. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. Greg, are you throwing this game out or are you genuinely uh, – you know, what, you know, what are your feelings about this backfield as a whole? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely throwing this entire game out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, this is Tom, you can say historically, this is one of Tom Brady's worst statistics game ever. Like, so I'm, yeah, I mean, the backfield in general, I wasn't too excited on once both of them are back. They're just, you know, vulturing each other uh, as far as value. So they're both borderline RB2s. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at, both of them. But the offense as a whole, uh, they, they should bounce back. So, which one of these guys are you starting next week, week 10, uh, matchup against Carolina? Um, I would go with probably the rusher more, so I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. It's, un- it's crazy, right? You have yeah. to say Ronald Jones, but then, yeah. like, it's like, what do we say? Do we comp- yeah, we compared these guys to, like, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, Leonard Fournette is basically like Kareem Hunt, but, it, like... Their offense doesn't run through them. No, 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 no. It, yeah. <laughs> so, they, I don't know, man. To whoever really is, I guess, open or whoever's hot. Like, whoever Bruce Arians wants to wants to really get involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think honestly, Leonard Fournette is probably somebody you may maybe want to buy. I mean, if you consider the fact that, obviously, we've seen Ronald Jones – uh, you know, we saw him lose his job on a fumble for a game. Uh, obviously, got it back, but we saw in a game like yesterday, Leonard Fournette has the pass game work, uh, which you know the pass game will always be a part of what they what you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. Yeah, it's the safer um, part, definitely. It's definitely the safer part, and then you know, 
he's got that built-in upside where if Rojo fumbles or Rojo misses a pass block or <laughs> true, or you know, Rojo does anything uh, like <laughs> Rojo mishap does anything, you know, mishap mispronounces Bruce Arians' name. Like I yep. don't know, like Leonard Fournette could be in for a workhorse role, so maybe he's the guy that you you, you probably and he won't he shouldn't cost you much because Leonard Fournette oh, no. managers are probably frustrated with this whole situation as Crushing it is nothing. Um, so yeah, definitely something that's in- intriguing there for sure. But um, Derek Henry throwing it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, throwing that out. David Montgomery apparently started dealing with concussion, but yep. uh, that wasn't great game there from him. And then Derek, uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, did not come through. Uh, Gus Edwards, as we said, uh, did come through. Or actually, I guess I didn't say that, but he did come through. With a solid day, uh, J.K. Dobbins unfortunately did not. Still did see 13 carries. Uh, yeah, just, they're, they're you know. still getting an opportunity. Um, this was a good Colts defense, so, I mean, I'm not going to go too hard on him. But, yeah, Gus and him are – one of these guys are going to have a good day, definitely. I mean, I think they both can have a good day on the same in the same week, though. So, question is, what do you do when Mark Ingram comes back? Are you still going to have any confidence trying to play these two guys? They go up against New England next week, which we know that's a run defense that can be that can be beat a little bit. So, um, where are you at with that one, Greg? Um, I think uh, I think I would still see. I mean, I think Mark Ingram be the one to bench out of those three, uh, if anything. Because you know, I, I think they they want to use these two guys, Gus and, and JKR, have been productive. So um, I would I would expect Mark Ingram to be the the guy that is the new number three. Ooh, I okay. I, I I would really I would really like that too. <laughs> because honestly, you look at you look at this. I mean, Gus Edwards uh, since two years ago, Gus Edwards has looked good. I mean, yeah. if you were able to, to maybe buy low on Gus Edwards in the dynasty league after J.K. Dobbins was drafted. Uh, that was probably something, you know, maybe he was dropped or maybe whatever. But if you have been able to scoop up Gus Edwards, uh, then, you know, good for you because he's been uh, – he he's a good running back. I mean, he's a good player. He's not – you know, maybe he's not the most athletic. Maybe he's not the fastest. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't, you know, have the softest hands. But he's 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 good fit. He's a good fit for this offense for mm-hmm. sure. And maybe Mark Ingram is the guy that, that, does, that doesn't come back. Yeah. You know, uh, so um, – yeah, and then Le'Veon Bell. We talked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, Le'Veon Bell also disappointing. What are you doing there, Greg? Uh, yeah, I, I benched him this week um, for you know Philip Lindsay and kind of other RB twos. I think you know at this point, just until you see that usage, until because the first two weeks it wasn't you didn't see anything, and especially against the Jets, the revenge game, like you didn't really see anything much as far as usage. So that bumps up. I see him as RB three. Yeah, man, I'm with you, and then especially when you consider the fact that. You know, I forgot who brought this up, but it's a, it's definitely an interesting point. Like this team went out, picked up, you know, uh, Lashawn McCoy off the street last year, and we all thought, oh man, you know, Lashawn McCoy, Lashawn McCoy, this is going to be great. Andy Reid's got Lashawn McCoy back, and we saw Andy Reid try to integrate Lashawn McCoy into this offense, and then after a while, Lashawn McCoy was just he just disappeared. Yeah, and don't be surprised if that if that you know is in the range of outcomes with you know for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to this wide receiver position. A lot of good here, man. A lot of good for sure. Um, 
Richie James, man, the wide receiver, one on the week, 28.9 fantasy points, half PPR scoring, nine catches, 184 receiving yards, one touchdown. Uh, garbage time points still do count. Um, Greg, where were you at with Richie James? How many lineups did you start him in? Um, you know, what's up? Uh, I, sh- I should have started him in a lot. I mean, he was the only receiver there with, with Trent Taylor. But uh, one of them was going to do well. You know, Richie James just happened to be the one, especially when Jai Alexander got hurt, um, kind of opened up the secondary a little bit. But he was blindly open in a lot of his catches, uh, and he was able to get a lot of yak as he got at 184 yards. So um, definitely, you know, a good game by him. I mean, this was his his one spot start, definitely, because, you know, uh, everyone's coming back. Uh, well, at least Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne next week. Yeah, man. I mean, Richie James definitely uh, coming through, man. I mean, if I was holding on to him in the dynasty league for so long, and he was banged up and injured and whatnot, and I was I had I had to cut the cord, man. But definitely would not have started him. Uh, not saying that, but Richie James, man, shout out to you, bro. That's a, a yeah. great game. But Tyreek Hill, man. Uh-huh. Uh, I was actually having a conversation with uh, a great guy on Twitter, Sam Wallace, about Tyreek Hill. And this newfound consistency, man. Tyreek Hill has been consistent, Greg. We've talked about this last year. Uh, Mahomes suffered the the you know uh, Tyreek Hill suffered the collarbone injury. The Mahomes suffered the knee injury, and Tyreek Hill suffered the hamstring injury. Uh, and so you could barely see these guys together. But during those stretches where they were playing together, and even when Tyreek Hill was playing with Matt Moore. Uh, there was a newfound level of consistency there, and Tyreek Hill has carried that over into 2020. 28.6 fantasy points, 9 catches, 113 yards, 2 touchdowns, also adds 8 rushing yards. Um, you know, he's he's got a floor, he's got a steady floor and a ceiling now, Greg. So finally we get to see that blow-up game from Tyreek Hill. What did you make of this performance, man? Yeah, this is awesome, this blow-up game. Um, you know, yeah, Patty was finding him down the field, looking to him a lot. Uh, awesome to see. Um, yeah, but the the consistent uh, consistent Tyreek Hill, I think I like a little more. Um, you know, he, he won't kill you in any weeks, but uh, the the booms are you know hasn't been as high as we, we used to be. But I'll take some of these booms as well. But yeah, so the boom games haven't been there, but um, you know he's he's definitely still been still been consistent, man. Uh, but the you know rounding out the top twelve at the wide receiver position, uh, the the well the wide receiver three. How could I forget, man? Oh, Monte Adams, man. <laughs> This guy is just continuing to just, uh, just continue continue to show why he maybe maybe he's the most underrated receiver, in 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 football. Greg, hmm. I mean, you know, he, I mean, people I don't talk so about much. yeah we that I don't we, really yeah we love that. him so much <laughs> yeah but <laughs> you know how many times do people say you know who's the best receiver in football and Devontae Adams' names come you know does end up coming out of their mouth right um yeah so you know so. Devontae Adams, man, he's he's continuing the ball, 28.3 fantasy points uh, and half PPR scoring, 10 catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. If you had Devontae go on Thursday night, you were feeling real good. The oh, rest real of nice, real, real nice. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too, because you, you think of all these other best receivers and they have other, you know, good receivers or talented receivers on the team. Like, you know where the offense or the area game is going to go through. Like, and it's Devontae Adams and you still can't stop him. So uh, that's this, that's a good argument for him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this was one of the reasons why we had talked about uh, Devontae Adams, why I had had him as being my number one guy was just because they're, you know, 
we already know Aaron Rodgers was going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams anyway. And yeah. they didn't draft a receiver. So what was Aaron Rodgers going to do? Say, <laughs> all right, well, I'm just going to keep throwing it to Devontae Adams. Yep. <laughs> He's the one guy I can trust. He's the one guy that's going to get open. So I'm going to keep throwing it to him. Uh, another guy uh, that can get open, earn the trust of his, his rookie quarterback on Sunday, DJ Shark, man, rounding out the, the uh, well, coming in as the wide receiver four. I think a guy you talked about, Greg Curtis Samuel, coming in as a wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, the wide receiver six. Terry McLaurin, man. I'm, I love Scary it, man. Terry, I love yes, it. Sir. Got Scary to. Terry. He got to. Wide receiver seven. Uh, Keenan Allen, the wide receiver eight. Then uh, Christian Kirk coming in as wide receiver nine. DK Metcalf, the wide receiver 10. Uh, and Wolf Fuller, man, Ooh. coming in as wide receiver 11. Uh, and then Juju Smith-Schuster coming in as the wide receiver 12. I got to apologize to Juju, man. I, I gave him a lot of flack. Facts. I told, I said drop to drop him. Yo. Word, uh, since, yo. Since, <laughs> since I said that, since I said that, he's get, he's done. He's been a wide receiver two or better three weeks in a row since I said that, since I made that comment. So, um, hey, man, we said to buy low on guys I sell high on, or I try to sell. I try to sell DJ Shark. He's a guy that ends up Not as a wide receiver four this week. So you all out there who got who, who rostered DJ Shark started him this week, you're all welcome. Um, I'm, I'm just continuing to take, the, take these hits on my roster for y'all. Give these um, blessings, but to the wide receiver. <laughs> you said what? Yeah, giving us these blessings though. Hey man, I, you know I'm a man of the people. I got to look out for the DX tribe. So, um, if y'all are listening, then you know who I'm selling. So. I'm just going to start saying it from now on, you know, except right now I'm probably going to be a little selfish and not sell anybody. So, um, Olamide Zacchaeus, honorable mention, MVS, uh-huh. uh, AJ Brown, man, guy keeps cooking all year. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon Cook, Stefan Diggs, all the wide receivers, to be honest, man, they all balled out this week. Most of them did. Most of them balled out this week. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what are you, what are stud performances stuck out to you, man? Oh, man, you know, every time Will Fuller's wide receiver one, which seems like every week at this point outside that zero-point week, this that's that's consistency right there. Uh, you know, you take that zero-point week out, and this man has been absolutely everything you need. Uh, he's been the breakout receiver that I thought he would be. I uh, just keep loving Will Fuller, man. I'm glad they didn't trade him. Yeah, man, I'm glad they didn't trade him for oh, mainly for Deshaun's sake. Too. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar coming through with the touchdown. I mean, uh, wide receiver position. I mean, I, I did say before, on Monday, last Monday, that the quarterbacks were going to have a good week. So mm-hmm. naturally, you would expect that the the wide receivers uh, would have a good week as well. So definitely excited about that one. Uh, but there were some Jags, man. There was quite a few. Um, start off with. I'm gonna start with one. I know, Greg, you've. Uh, Actually, the first three on the list, I like. I didn't even have to change them because they were the same as last week. Uh, only one of these guys am I really worried about going forward. But Hollywood Brown, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, uh, all all let you down in a way this week. Um, but Hollywood Brown, man, I mean Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett. I'm not really concerned about them as much. I mean Tyler Lockett, we've we've obviously seen this. This this is going to happen uh, in regards to. You know, Adam Thielen, this is... Oh, yeah, it's because... You know, Dalvin this, Cook's... Oh, yeah, this was supposed to be the title lock week, but it's the DK week again. Never mind. <laughs> it was the DK week again, exactly. Um, but Hollywood, man, and again, I, it goes back to... Um, it goes back to what I'm saying. I mean, the air yards are there. The targets are there. Everything you want is there. I mean, even with just five targets on Sunday, had a 21% target share. But 
things are just not right with this offense. And I think he's somebody I'm willing to drop right now uh, and revisit him. You know, when we talked about those matchups getting better for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean Hollywood hasn't really done much. He hasn't even gave you those 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 boom weeks. So it's like hard to really keep him if you had him as like a player A guy. Um, he's definitely, I think, a bench bench product uh, candidate at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's been. But tough what right. about a drop candidate? Uh, yes, yeah, uh, I mean, looking at the guys on the waivers. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, honestly, I, I would I consider playing Curtis Samuel over him. So I would go get him and drop Marcus Hollywood Brown for him. Yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely something that uh, I think you know should be considered. I mean, at least for now, man. I mean, he's got a matchup against New England, which that doesn't look great there. Yep. Uh, then he's got he's got a matchup against. Again, yeah, they play Pittsburgh again in two weeks. They've got Tennessee next week, which that right there is a good matchup. Then Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville. That stretch right there is the stretch that I want. You right, know, the Dallas, had, the Cleveland, the Jacksonville matchups too, and just hasn't still. Got that? Yeah, that I mean, ho- the play. You know, the hope the hope is that Lamar Lamar is getting if Lamar is playing better during that stretch, then that means Hollywood is naturally going to be playing better. Because the reason Hollywood is not playing better is not because of Hollywood, right? right? I mean, he's getting open, he's he's getting targeted. Lamar is just not hitting him down the field. So uh, the hope is if, if Lamar is is playing better in these easier matchups, these easier you know you know against Dallas, against Cleveland, against Jacksonville. You know, somebody's got to be catching these targets. And hopefully, uh, you know, Dallas not good against the receiver. Cleveland not good against the receiver. Jacksonville not good against the receiver. Uh, hopefully, that's the matchup where it happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some other guys that didn't show up. Uh, DJ Moore, man, what are you doing there? Um. Well, I'm kind of – I wasn't not excited because McCaffrey was back. But now that McCaffrey's not back, honestly, McCaffrey – he doesn't do – he, like, doesn't like – this offense isn't the same with, of course, McCaffrey because he demands almost 30 touches. It just makes uh, – it doesn't make it very versatile, and I think it doesn't make him as good. Like, the, I mean, they, they were in this game, but I think they're better kind of without him because they use Mike Davis, they use Curtis Samuel, they use the deep threats down the field, uh, not Teddy check down, you know, more of that. that. So I'm, I'm, I'm back on kind of – I think they'll have boom weeks, but, I mean, they're both – you know, DJ Moore is more of a – definitely wide receiver – too borderline but like uh, what upside but he's i think i'm back on board yeah it's just unfortunate because again dj moore being used as this downfield threat and yeah he didn't he didn't get teddy bridgewater's not really a great downfield thrower or passer rather and and it you know again it just completely blows my mind i can't wait in the offseason to do uh you know a recap and accountability episode because the Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore conversation is one that I could have for a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, <laughs> I think his average depth target was probably, Teddy's was probably lower this game and I'm sure it looks going to bump back up without McCaffrey. Yeah, I think, I think so for sure. I agree. Uh, Mike Evans also did not have a good day. Uh, Antonio Brown, Lamar. Chris Godwin. <laughs> oh, all those guys, they play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. So yep. they must've not had a great day. Um, all right, Greg, moving on to the tight end group. And surprise, surprise, uh, in a world <laughs> without George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey is the tight end one. Look at that. Um, 20.9 fantasy points, 10 catches, 159 yards. Didn't even need to score a touchdown this week. Uh, he That's that's what he was like. You know what, tight ends? I'll show, I'll show you I don't need a touchdown to, to be the tight end one. 
Uh, let's see. Let's see if any of y'all could catch me, and and nobody did. So, uh, Greg, would you make this performance here by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I think you can only say maybe with because no no George Kittle, but him and Darren Waller are the only two. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller can can get a touchdown and still give you a really good QB one week. So, uh, yeah, this, Travis. If I'm if he doesn't finish tight in one, I'm surprised. So that's where everybody like the tight end one, not a tight end one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the tight end one every week. Like he, he could probably do it in his sleep. I mean, I, yeah. I, I bet, I bet you he won't do it this week though. Oh, they on buy, right? <laughs> They're on buy. <laughs> so, um, you know, shout out to if you are facing the, uh, the Mahomes owner, you know, Travis yep. Kelsey manager. Oh, the Mahomes um, so, or anybody like you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like me, like me. So, um, it's cool, man. Maybe if I, maybe I could maybe I could go find myself on a gluten free diet or something. I don't know. Ooh, um, <laughs> ooh, okay, I like that. <laughs> uh, all right, man. The tight end two on the week that would be Jimmy Graham, uh, fourteen and a half fantasy points, six catches, fifty five yards, and a touchdown. Greg, what'd you make of this performance by Jimmy Graham? Oh yeah, I've been a big fan of Jimmy Graham all year. I think mm-hmm. since that that Thursday mm-hmm. night game. Uh, I, he's I looked at his roster ship. He's only like forty nine percent owned. This man is every week tight end one. I think so. He needs. Because his touchdown upside is higher than anyone, but like other than Travis Kelsey's, um, he's got five already on the year, so he's gonna continue to the dog because he's getting at least five or six targets a game, so he's do, he's doing well. Yeah, man, uh, and then tight end three on the week, man, uh, Irv Smith. I know we say, <laughs> did you catch a touch? Did you catch a touchdown or nah? Irv was like, hey, man, if you catch two touchdowns, Ooh. you can end up as a top three tight end. So that's what he did, man. Two catches, 10 yards, and two touchdowns, Greg. Uh, what did you make of this performance by Irv Smith? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, we, we definitely just said he's the preferable tight end in this offense. Um, he can give you some sleeper weeks. Um, if you're if you're struggling and you need to kind of go uh, get desperate for one, uh, Irv Smith is always a good, uh, I guess, spot play, I mean, spot play, especially in the tight end landscape today. Yeah, I have a confession to make in an FFPC league, uh, which is tight end premium. I flexed Irv Smith. There you go. How crazy is that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, the tight end four on the week, man. Your boy, finally man, got it. Evan Ingram. <laughs> finally got it. <laughs> The tight end five, uh, another guy who's just consistently, man, consistently up here, TJ Hawkinson. Yep. Uh, the, the tight end six, we are approaching. Did you catch a touchdown or nah territory? Uh, tight end six, Adam Troutman. The tight end seven, Darren Waller, again, does not need to catch a touchdown to do it. But the tight end eight, Jonu Smith. The tight end nine, Hayden Hurst, who, again, also does not need a touchdown to do yep. it. Eric Ebron, my stream of the week, got a touchdown, so he's on it. Daryl Daniels. One catch, 21 yards, and a touchdown. There you go. So he's on it. Uh, Jacob Hollister, though, didn't <laughs> catch know. a touchdown. And he's in the top 12. I mean, five for 60. That that got it done in this week. Yes, sir. Uh, and some guys who just did not get it done. Uh, if you read the news of George Kittle being out and you saw Jordan Reed was active, you probably ran to your waiver wire, you picked him up, and you said, ha, I've got Jordan Reed. I'm going to start him. And he didn't come through. Nah, um, Logan Thomas or Mark Andrews either. Nope, yeah. Logan Thomas, Mark Andrews, Rob Gronkowski, man. Oh, yeah. just missed out on that. Just missed out on that touchdown pass. Yeah, uh, near near the end of the court. I think it was the end of the half. But um, anyway, Gronk. Uh, and then there is 
Hunter Henry, Mike Kosecki. What are we doing with these guys? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to, to start, you know, other tight ends over him. I'm, I've been keeping Austin Hooper in my three. Which, wait, which one? Which one? Uh, Both of them. Like, I've been trying to find players <laughs> to start uh, over Hunter Henry and, um, you know, Mike Kosecki. It's, it's so tough, and you, you would think – uh, with the the trade of Isaiah Ford to you know to that, the, the, that was exactly what I thought <laughs> you know with slot snaps all everything is Mike Kosecki like it just give him love and it still didn't happen so I think it's more I think well I think Hunter Henry's more concerning but uh, both of these guys are you know bench bench uh, tight ends right now it's hard for me to drop yeah, a man. tight end like these two tight ends though so because especially with the tight end landscape so. But I wouldn't carry two tight ends because you don't have two tight ends in, in fantasy. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's really tough. I mean, with Mike Gusecki, it, I think it really depends on the construction of your roster, right? Like, if you if you need an edge every week, you know, if you're if you're if you're scratching your clawing for every point every week mm-hmm. that you can get, uh, then maybe I'm streaming. But if you have a roster, uh, kind of like our roster, Greg and Belly Up, where Tight end is just like, you know, our, our roster, I mean, it has been pretty strong. Uh, we did suffer some injuries and whatnot, but our roster is pretty strong. Yeah. And so we can, we can you know, we can get away with starting a Hunter Henry because we just need him to not get a zero, basically. Right. Uh, and if he has a de- if he has a decent week, it's okay. Uh, you know, I've got a team where I have Mike Kosecki, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay because the rest of my roster is strong. But if... I need a if I need a tight end to play every week, uh, you know, because I'm trying to find these edges and Mike Kosecki, you know, Hunter Henry, maybe maybe they're not the guy. And Mike Kosecki, I'm gripping on to him even more because of that that 20 point explosion in week two or week three, whatever I it was. No, that's the only thing that he's got for him though. Is at this point, is you're you're like where's yeah, the, you're where just chasing the dragon. I know, I know. <laughs> um, to a play better, so I mean, maybe he continue to. To get it to his people, I mean, Preston Williams they get a little banged up. I mean, it, you know, we'll see. I I, I do have faith in Gasecki. Well, I, I've I've had my Austin Hooper in that league, so I'm I'm expecting to start Austin Hooper the moment he comes back, though. Yeah, the moment Austin Hooper comes back, I mean, if he was dropped, pick him up off waivers. Um, yeah. If you need a t- if you need tight end help, Austin Hooper is probably the guy you want to grab. Um, but yeah, man, I don't I really don't know, man. Uh, it's it's really tough. Uh, what to do with these tight ends, but. Moving on, man, to the injuries. Uh, CMC, like we covered, dealing with the shoulder injury. He's day-to-day. Mm-hmm. His status for Week 10, very much in doubt. So check those waiver wires, y'all, for for uh, Mike Davis, man, because he, he very well could have been dropped. I know I have yeah. Mike Davis in a couple <laughs> leagues, <laughs> I and I was very close to dropping that. him. Yeah, so um, definitely check that out. Uh, Kyle Allen, quarterback for the Washington football team, he – you know, will we'll undergo sen- uh, season-ending ankle in- uh, surgery uh, s- after suffering a an ankle injury. Uh, I have not seen this injury yet. Uh, I've heard of, I've heard about it. I've heard it be described. I honestly uh, do not want to see it. I believe that I will at one point, though. Um, but you know, Alex Smith expected to take over. Uh, maybe that has some meaning in like two quarterback leagues or streaming down the line, but. The, the, the biggest thing that I think people are probably concerned about or maybe concerned about, and Greg, I'll ask you about this if you're concerned at all, uh, that would be Terry McLaurin. Year two, uh, are you concerned about him having to deal with yet another 
quarterback. I think this would be his sixth quarterback in two years. No, nah, man, I told you early in the year, that's that's young D-Hop right there, man. Now, he doesn't matter what quarterback is playing. <laughs> he's going to be fine. Um, he's going to look back at it on this like D-Hop did and, and see, hear all the quarterbacks he played with and realize, you know, he's the man. And continue to play wide receiver. I mean, t- Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver one. Yeah, man, uh, Terry's been everything that you could have imagined, especially given the situation uh, against Bradbury again. With. Got, got it done, man. Yeah, man, he's 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 been absolutely balling, uh, on pace for almost fourteen hundred yards, six touchdowns, a hundred receptions. So, uh, yeah, Terry McLaurin, he's <laughs> he's something else, man, for for sure. Um, Lavisca Chenault has a, apparently has a chance to suit up uh, after leaving Sunday's game uh, with a. Uh, with a, a hamstring injury, so does have a chance to suit up against uh, Green Bay on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I've—I don't know if you've been able to tell, Greg, but I've like somewhat soured recently on Lavisca Chenault. I—I've seen him basically as a four a floor play every week mm-hmm. uh, with not with not much upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so where are you at with Visca? Um, yeah, I'm not really. I seem yet. Yeah, you know, safe, safe floor play. I feel like in a lot of my leagues, I'm I'm looking to chase points, so I haven't had the chance to mm-hmm. like go at him. Um, because I, you know, I <laughs> there's never a week where I'm like, oh, I I need ten like ten points. Like I need a player that could do this. <laughs> I, I need some boom plays. <laughs> I need points. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's he's a safe play. I think he's definitely a guy. Uh, he's a dynasty buy though for sure. You know, he could be uh, year two and down the line, it's someone that's gonna kill. Yeah, man, I, I definitely love Visca, the the prospect. I love what he could do, um, you know, as a, as a as a player, as a hybrid player. Uh, would just you know like to see. I guess I think another quarterback would help the situation. Uh, I mean, especially Lavisca, you know, de- uh, developing as a as a true receiver in year two mm-hmm. instead of just a gadget player. But yeah, if you can buy low on LaVisca Chenault right now, I think in a dynasty league, I think that's something that is worth doing. Um, and then we had, uh, Al, Oh man, uh, Albert Okuebunam, uh, dealing with, he suffered a torn ACL on, on Sunday against Atlanta. Um, so that sucks for the rookie there. Uh, David Montgomery, he's in concussion protocol, so I know that uh, Cordell Patterson, Greg, we'll probably have to talk yep. about him. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, David Johnson, uh, also concussion protocol, so obviously we'll be talking about Duke Johnson. And then Jair Alexander, he is in concussion protocol as well, so uh, that's interesting uh, only to watch for specifically DJ Shark because he would be uh, the one that I would expect to to, to draw Jair Alexander in, in, a, in this matchup on Sunday against, uh, you know, with the Green Bay Packers and, and the um, Green Bay Packers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, some good news on the injury front, man. Uh, Nick Chubb has been designated to return from the injured reserve by the Cleveland Browns and will practice this week ahead of their Week 10 matchup with the Houston Texans. Greg, what is your reaction to this news? Uh, yeah, definitely a, a big blow. I mean, you know, not, not as sexy we talk about, it, but he was he was a consistent uh, RB two that was giving you uh, you know nice production all year. Um, now it might be you know, Duke Johnson season, the other D Johnson. Oh, I was talking. Sorry, I, I uh, David Johnson. 
uh, obviously suffer, suffered the injury. I was asking you about Nick Chubb and his return. Oh, yeah, yeah, happens. he's coming back. Not, yeah, yeah, he is true. He is coming back. Uh, hopefully, I, I'm, I'm trying to hear this news about Austin Eckler. Hopefully, you know, they got injured at the same time. I'm expecting them to come back at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but def- definitely good news for, for Nick Chubb managers, um, especially, you know, you for sure, you know, Nick Chubb fandom. Uh, and he should finish strong. Maybe he could be a league winner in these people in for leagues. Yeah, man, definitely could be a league winner for you. Um, you know, not if, not at all afraid about what this means for Kareem Hunt going forward, though. No. Um, but definitely, uh, you know, this is a huge boost. Let's just put it this way. This week is a great week for all my Nick Chubb and my Miles Sanders teams because I have a f- quite a oh, few yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hoping my Sanders can definitely come back too. Yeah, man. Um, so the oh, sorry, uh, Austin Eckler update. Uh, Eckler oh, recently what? displayed a video on social media that showed he started running again. Uh, oh man! <laughs> so, so something to watch there. But uh, he he might be getting closer to playing, but. Uh, maybe we'll have to wait. Maybe he makes like a week twelve, a week twelve, uh, you know, a week a week twelve appearance for us here down the stretch uh, for that playoff push. Yeah, but, that'd be, that'd be uh, awesome. moving. Yeah, man. Some other some other stuff on the injury front, health related front. Uh, we have uh, some COVID updates. Uh, Vance McDonald, tight end uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he is on the COVID reserve list. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, who was initially placed on the COVID reserve list and then activated from it after the, you know, following the Thursday night game of the, of the Green Bay Packers. He ends up back on the COVID reserve list on Monday, so I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, and then Jamal Williams, running back for the Green Bay Packers, was activated from the COVID reserve list. So, um, you know, Greg, we're going to head to this. Obviously, you're going to break down some waiver wire stuff for us. Uh you know, it's a week 10, four teams on by. Uh, we've got Atlanta, Dallas, Kansas City, and the New York Jets. Uh, so, you know, really just three teams that you're really missing key pieces from there. Uh, but, Greg, where are we going to fill, you know, where are we going to fill these 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 spots, man? How are we, Where are we going to get these guys from to, uh, or who are some of these guys that we're going to add to fill up for, to fill in for the Todd Gurley's and, and the uh, Zeke Elliott's and the Matt Ryan's and, uh, Andy Dalton's, I guess. I mean, I should say Patrick Mahomes of the world, but Andy Dalton too. Oh man, uh, that's, it's going to be a, you know a very interesting bye week, and uh, even the, even the next week down the line, eleven and twelve gets it's, it's keeping more rough and rough with these bye weeks. But we got you here, definitely starting with you know running backs. I think uh, you know Duke Johnson, especially if David Johnson. I think depending on his health, uh, he's sixty percent rostered, but he should be a guy that's definitely going to get a lot of the early down back work. Um, if David Johnson is going to miss more extended amount of time. Uh, so definitely uh, keep an eye on David Johnson's situation. Uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, he's 25% rostered. Uh, we talked about how the Giants rush attack has been pretty good of late. But Wayne Gallman is getting those valuable touches. And I think he, you know, uh, Devontae Freeman is coming, maybe coming back. But I think Wayne Gallman will still be involved uh, with Devontae Freeman uh, if, if he's uh, you know going to come back. You know, three straight games with at least 10 carries, and he's got a touchdown in three straight games. Uh, uh, Gus Edwards, he's still at 37%, um, and this team that is definitely run first, we know that, um, and it's going to continue to be run first. Uh, him and J.K. Dobbins 
hopefully are going to be the guys that's to lead to this backfield, even when Mark Ingram comes back. But Gus Edwards, he was always involved um, with all three of these guys, and he'll continue to get close to 10 to ten carries um, when they're all healthy. Um, and then after that, with the injury of uh, Justin Jackson, uh, Joshua Kelly, hopefully I mean, if Eckler is not able to come back next week, Joshua Kelly, he's at 42%. Um, and if you're really desperate, Kalen Balaj, uh, is that one percent rostered? Uh, is this like this some uh, Adam Gase effect now we got already going on? Like this is a real thing. Like anyone that is not I mean, Adam Gase does well. <laughs> this is this is this. I've I've seen that point thrown around on Twitter, and my rebuttal to that, and mm-hmm. I don't, I never want to come off as an Adam Gase apologist, right? But Adam Gase wasn't in Miami last year when Kalen Bellas okay, was okay, okay. footballs. Then then yeah, we then we're, we're good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah yeah, I remember that. Probably one <laughs> one of the worst like fantasy years. Just his his so bad two point whatever yards per carry it was, but uh yeah I think Joshua Kelly is still the guy to focus on maybe not go so hard for Kalen Balaj but uh Cordell Patterson and for sure um I think no wait Ryan, sorry why wouldn't you go in on on Kalen Balaj uh, <laughs> didn't he out carry Joshua Kelly in on in this game he did he did uh I just I feel like I I would need to see it two games in a row from a guy like him. <laughs> Um, I just think I don't think they like Joshua Kelly. So I, know, I don't know. They, something's happened. Half of the year they did though. Like it's 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 very interesting. They, how they did, but they seem him. like they don't. They've they've gone to every running back ahead of. They went to Justin Jackson. Yep. They went to Troy Main Pope. Yep. They've gone to now Kalen Blage. I would just take it as they don't like Joshua Kelly, and I would probably. I mean, again, I would probably go after Kalen Blage ahead of Joshua Kelly, but. That's just my opinion there. I mean, you, you, I don't think you can be that wrong. This this backfield is very messy, um, and I'm just praying and hoping Eckler can come back sooner rather than later. So, um, oh continue, yeah, that's continue the hope. To do that, yeah, that is the hope for sure. Um, I was telling you when I was writing this this list down for running backs, I'm, I wanted to throw up after. This is not a very attractive <laughs> list at all. Cordell Patterson is also on it. He's five percent rostered. He's a, he's a, a good football player all year. He's been, and I think. Uh, with David Montgomery, if he's going to miss an extended time, he's going to get the lead role as far as the running back uh, here. Uh, they do have Lamar Miller on the roster. Chicago does. Um, so we'll see if they decide oh. to activate him, um, which will have Ryan Nall, but because I, I don't think it has any impact regardless. But Cordell Patterson should be a guy that's going to be used uh, in general, um, especially in return yardage leagues, too. He's got a lot of intrigue. Uh, and, yeah, that's it for the running back position. I mean, Honestly, if for the first guy you want to go get, um, it depending on the David Montgomery health, maybe Cord- it would probably be Cordell Patterson and Gus Edwards. I think I would go get. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, this, hopefully for your sake, Matt Nagy's not running Cordell Patterson, his uh, proposed starting running back, out there on a. Uh, on the kickoff team, Greg, because that would really That's hurt true. you. Yep. Again, yeah, that would really hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was saying it would irk. It would irk. It would, you. Oh, it would irk me. It would hurt him, and it would irk me. Yes, it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, what about the uh, the quarterback position, man? Who, which guys are we potentially streaming this week? 
Uh, last week, I told you to go get Drew Locke. Go stream him. He, he came through, and I think he's in play again. Uh, he's got the Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders this week. Uh, 20% roster still. Um, he got a QB1 week this week, 25 for 48, 312. Got the two touchdowns. They were both in the fourth quarter, which, you know, seems to be, I think he's definitely a way better second-half player than he is first half. Uh, seems to fall behind a lot, and the Denver offense does. Um, but that's okay, man. We, all we want is the end result in fantasy. Uh, Las Vegas has given up four 300-yard passing games, two quarterbacks, including this week to the Herb. Uh, this game the uh, Raiders in Denver is going to be, uh, I think, close to a high total. So definitely get him. And if you need to stream a quarterback. Uh, and after that, uh, it's really only, I think, Alex Smith versus Detroit. Uh, he's literally on, uh, no, he's everywhere. 1% rostered. He got the 325 yards in relief for Kyle and He got to 300 yards against the Giants defense, which is pretty good. He did throw three interceptions, but, you know, they were in comeback mode and in some high uh, pace situations. So I think he'll be smarter with the ball. Uh, going against Detroit, which is a very favorable matchup, giving them two straight games with uh, three three passing touchdown games. Uh, and also the schedule after, Cincy after Detroit, and then Dallas after that. So if you need something, someone to hold you down, uh, I think Alex Smith is in play. Yeah, I think Alex Smith is definitely has some intrigue, especially in uh, two quarterback leagues yep. uh, where you you know maybe need some help or maybe have a bye week coming up this week. Um what about the uh, wide receiver position, Greg? I know there's, you know, we, I say this every week, but there are a ton of guys out here uh, every week that can help us. But who yeah, are you looking at specifically? It's hard this to, you week know, that maybe has know, a role. Yeah, it's but yeah, that's that's the thing. Like having a role is different from like you know you have to separate those guys you want to be starting in twelve team leagues and those guys you know are panicking like oh Kenny Galladay and people got hurt and you need to add a receiver on Sunday Sunday morning you know there's a difference. Um, you could always find mm-hmm. that Sunday morning receiver to give you some points. But uh, I think this week, I think Curtis Samuel, uh, we talked about him a lot. We've talked about him, you know, coming in. Uh, how was his impact be uh, affected by Christian McCaffrey? And it wasn't at all. He got nine targets, caught all nine for 105 yards and a touchdown. Also continuing to get his groundwork. And we're not, now CMC is going to be out again. So I think Curtis Samuel has got to be the top guy. He's 30% rostered. He's going to be involved in both the passing and in you know the return and running attack, so continue to start him up honestly as a, a weekly you know, boom flex and uh, I think give you some wide receiver two upside. Um, Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller again, both these guys they keep fighting for this. Who's going to be the number two receiver? Darnell Mooney you know hit this week, got eleven targets, uh, was able to play very well. Um, Darnell Mooney's at fourteen percent roster ship. Uh, I think one of these guys again. Donald Mooney did it this week, and one of these guys every week is going to give you uh, some some good value going down the, the line as Nick Foles seems to throw it more and more, and maybe they'll continue to throw more at, without, without Dave Montgomery now. Uh, and then after that, Tim Patrick got 10 targets. Uh, I think he's going to continue, if he's healthy, to be involved. I think Jerry Judy and Noah Fant have kind of cleared the way for Drew Locke to be the, his number one pass catchers, but... Tim Patrick after that uh, has uh, some boom play. Um, and your boy Olamide Zacchaeus, man, as I think uh, <laughs> if as Calvin really Calvin really is going to be out, uh, he's going to continue to be in play. He's 0% rostered, so he's out there for sure um, if you're going to need uh, a play. A play. Uh, and this is my Atlanta offense. Uh, as long as Julio's there, they're going to be a good offense. So uh, he's, he's in play. And then lastly, we mentioned him before. Nelson Aguilar continue, you know, he only got the two receptions, but he got the touchdown, uh, 24% rostered. Thank after Darren Waller is still him as uh, the main pass catcher for, for Derek Carr. 
Yeah, man, I, I, I like I like a lot of those guys. Um, yeah. Like you, like we said, man, the wide receiver position. There's a difference between those guys that are gonna have a long term value, and those guys that are you know who can I start this week, you know today? Who can yeah. I pick up and start today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Curtis Samuel was somebody I was really high on coming into this year. Because uh, again, I, I know I, I bring it up off the, all the time on this podcast, but it literally drives me insane the Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore thing. But I always thought that the way D- Robbie Anderson is getting used, you know, the way he's being utilized in this offense, that was that that was the way DJ Moore would be utilized, right? And that the way DJ Moore is being utilized would be the way that Robbie Anderson. Or the way that DJ Moore is being utilized would be the way that Robbie Anderson would have been utilized. But then, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel, I've always felt how I felt about Curtis Samuel. I thought he was great for this offense. I thought he would have been a great fit. I thought that he's a hybrid piece that Joe Brady could use, you know, multiple, multiple, uh, you know, multiple uh, ways. And that whoever played the deep threat role, which in my eyes was Robbie Anderson, would not be as productive in this offense. And, you know, we get through the first few weeks of the season and everything I thought I knew about the Carolina Panthers pass game, I didn't know anything. Because <laughs> apparently Robbie Anderson is the new DJ Moore. DJ Moore is the new Robbie Anderson. And Curtis Samuel was lifeless. I know why. But now here exactly we are. Why, <laughs> why is that, Greg? Really, you're really good at calling OCs, but the OC is a, from college. He's, you know, rookie OC or Joe Brady. So you never really know what he's going to do. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It was there was a, there was a lot of different variables in in there. Yeah. Uh, Joe Brady's doing so, a, a really but, good job, by the way. No, he is absolutely uh, you know doing a masterful job with Teddy Bridgewater, building a scheme around him that you know definitely fits him. Um, but Greg, the tight end position, man, this is, this one is oh, rough. I, Real rough. I, I I got <laughs> all I got. Well, I mentioned the fact that Jimmy Graham is only forty nine percent rostered. So if he's available in your league and you and he's yeah if basically if he's available in your league go get him uh, Jimmy Graham is every week tight end one uh, with the tight end touchdown upside and the fact that he's got s- at least six targets in six of the nine games so please go get him and other than that I mean Dalton Schultz is on a buy next week so I can't even go pl- try to you know sell him to you maybe next week you know when you're, you need a tight end because he got seven targets this week but uh, yeah it's, it's it's super bad. I mean, Irv Smith Jr. is the only one. He's 7% rostered. Uh, and he's just, because he's the tight end to own, I mean, to have over Kyle Rudolph, that's the only intrigue I can give you. But uh, I'm sorry, man. The tight end is rough, yo. It's so rough. Oh, man. It's just... so rough. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the like, first to time go I don't from... really have a lot of anyone for you. <laughs> to go from... George Kittle to streaming in week nine is like literally the worst thing that could happen. Oh, you. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're not even thinking about tight end if you have George Kittle. No. You're not even. Never. Yeah. No. Like, so. N- never. Yeah. And the bye week was not until, uh, I think, either this week or a couple weeks from now. But I wasn't even going to think about it until then. And going from like 20 so, points to like five and to seven. And like, if he gets 10 points, you're like, oh, my tight end got 10 points. Like. Oh man, that's depressing. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it, it really it really sucks. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at in a lot of my leagues. So, um, you know, yeah. So fun for me this week. Uh, but Greg, we got to drop some people to pick some of these people up, man. So, uh, so give me some drop candidates. I'll, I'll throw a couple names out. Throw some names out. Or just let me know how you feel about these names, and then okay. add some names to the mix. But 
Hollywood Brown, or is he someone you're willing to drop this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Hollywood Brown is uh, up there as a, as a drop candidate. Um, uh, definitely. I mean, it's hard for me to drop, say, like a running back to drop because you know who who you gonna pick up, drop a running back for? Um, well, I have a running back to. I have a running back. I'll ask you about. All right, what's up? Are you willing to drop Le'Veon Bell? I have dropped Le'Veon Bell because I can only carry four running backs, and I had really good running backs at the time. So I think if you're a team that has two, like RB ones or two uh, RB one and RB two, and Le'Veon's your third running back, yeah, you might want to go drop him or your third or fourth. Yeah, he's not really doing anything for you. I'll yeah, get Wayne. I would get tough. Wayne Gallman over Le'Veon Bell right now. I mean, I think you would kind of have to, yeah, uh, with the the the, the way the, work, the the workloads are being split up. Yeah. Um. Now, Mike Kosecki, is he someone you're dropping this week? Um. No, unless it's for Austin Hooper. I mean, he's back. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, Hunter Henry. Uh Same. I think he's in the same kind of <laughs> came kind of boat. Um, <laughs> He's in uh, no man's, uh, Jimmy no Graham, man's land of the tight yeah, end. He's, he's in no man's <laughs> land. Jimmy Graham and you know our Austin Hooper. Uh, yeah, honestly, that's one of the guys. Yeah, those know. those those are the guys that I would yeah. I would be looking to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough out there, man. It's really, tough for it sure. really is. Um. All right, man. Well, that's all we got for for the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please, if you could. Uh, rate review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening if you could subscribe uh, hit the notification bell uh that that way you would never miss a show never ever ever would you miss a show uh something funky happened with spotify by the way as well um but if you go to anchor uh dot fm backslash ffdx then you'll be able to go to that new spotify link um and then you should be able to find the podcast right from there uh, and then it would, you know, give you the new feed that I, uh, I guess, was created on Spotify. Um, but anyway, um, be sure to follow us on on social media, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. That's the show. You could follow Greg on Instagram at We underscore Made It, and then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jr Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. Hope you enjoy Monday Night Football, and hope you enjoy this weekend's slate of games. Uh, we'll be back with you. Uh, on you know be back with you on Thursday to break down Thursday night football uh, until then have a good one and we are out yeah